Okay. <laughs> Our second visual podcast. Yeah. For stick a fork in it, mm. and we are in just beauty. Sweetwater Farm, we're in nature. Like, we're yeah. surrounded by butterflies and sunlight. Yeah. <laughs> and I got pelted by an acorn yeah. during the show. Hey, like, but I love it. Yeah. I, I'm like loving that we're doing this. Mm-hmm. It, um, I love that folks can see it now. Yeah. You can be go to our YouTube, Feeding Tampa Bay. Yeah. Check us out. Um, you've been listening to us for a while. Yeah. And we want you to keep doing that too. Please. Right? <laughs> so, podcast, visual, whatever your thing is, we're here for you. But today we um, are at the farm mm-hmm. learning so much about community. Yeah. Community farming, which I didn't know. Sweetwater um, uh, Organic Community Farm. Yeah. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Ev, you brought it to the table. So tell us yeah. how you learned about the space. Well, so I met uh, Chris Kenrick of, uh, of Sweetwater Farm back in 2019. Uh, we did a, a short interview and mm-hmm. just me and, uh, you know, uh, the comms team came out and got to see the whole farm. You know, it's it's volunteer led. You know, there are, yeah. are children field trips coming here and yeah. planting. Um, and it's just a really amazing community resource and learning opportunity. Right. So mm-hmm. I knew when we were, you know, coming into spring with the show and we wanted to talk to some people about like what can they do for farming at home. Yeah. This was perfect. This yeah. came directly to mind. This is the perfect spot. <laughs> and now that we've been sitting here, it's kind of like from a food bank perspective mm-hmm. and from a farming, so many things aligned, yeah. right? We're trying to get uh, reasonable uh, food on the table that is healthy and delicious, yeah. ideas, things for you to try that you never would have. Right. You know, they take SNAP and EBT here. Yeah. So we sign people up for that and right. also take SNAP and EBT with our stuff. That's right. You know, just making sure that everybody has access to good, healthy, wonderful food. Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. And so this is the, was the, the perfect uh, conversation to have today. Absolutely. You guys listen. There's some amazing, amazing nuggets in there. Mm-hmm. Um, the difference between dirt and soil. Yeah, yeah, it's huge. They're not the same thing. They're not no. the same thing, and you're going to find out. Yeah. So enjoy, mm-hmm. have a great time, and uh, always we want to know what you think. The easiest way to do that is to respond on YouTube, yeah. and Evan and I will answer and get right back to you. That's right. And our equipment just said we're done. Yep, that's it for today. <laughs> enjoy Sweetwater Farm with Chris. All right. Ev, I am so excited. Another fine, fabulous, informational individual mm-hmm. that you've introduced us to, Chris. Yeah. How you doing? I'm doing great. You know, it's a bright, sunshiny day. Yes. Uh, on the farm, you know, we're kind of in the shade, sun, it's not too hot. Nope. Um, you can hear the birds. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, we're still in high season. I mean, this is March, so the, the <laughs> snowbirds are, are still here, but they're they're making their, their exit strategy as they yeah. head, head north. Yeah. As they start to migrate. So uh, we're still on snowbird season, but uh, yeah. life is good on the farm. Yeah. Awesome. Awesome. Yeah. So we're here on location. It's beautiful. The fresh uh-huh. air, the awesomeness of it all. Um, we're going to really get into what this farm is all about, but we always want to learn about the person that we're sitting uh-huh. around the table okay. with. Mm-hmm. So take us back. Like, who are you? Where'd you grow up? (laughs) Oh, well, that's like a, you know, we could talk about that for for days. I mean, (laughs) I was born in Arizona, uh, but I moved around a lot as a kid. Utah, California, Idaho. Uh, But I grew up most of my childhood in Wisconsin from about 11 to 28. Wisconsin is beautiful. I love Wisconsin. Yeah, Yeah. we have a a farm in Wisconsin as well that we bought last year. You know, because this farm is a nonprofit educational farm, and we'll probably get into that. But uh, my wife and I, Joni, we did buy our own personal farm in Wisconsin that we are going to start a farm-to-table assisted living facility because one of our children has uh, cerebral palsy, 16 years old. So next year he becomes an adult. So we're really thinking about, you know, what, what his life is like. So we've started this uh, we're going to start this assisted living, farm-to-table assisted living facility or group home uh, in Wisconsin. That's amazing. So, wow. <laughs> yeah, my so I have experience with that with my mom. Yeah. So to have that kind of opportunity uh, for people would just is magical. Mm-hmm. Yeah. My Not- mom's a nurse practitioner. I mean, so the property we bought in Wisconsin is 40 acres and it's surrounded by the forest on all four sides. Wow. And, you know, the growing seasons are different. I mean, there we can have apples and garlic and maple syrup mm. and... Uh, more animals, but you know this is a tropical farm. This is a nonprofit educational farm, not our personal farm. Uh, so we are sort of uh, 
you know, planning our future. I mean, my wife is walking, <laughs> walking go, by, yeah. and she's really she's the head farmer. Uh, you know, she's really the one that's runs the farm and mm-hmm. controls or not controls, but sort of decides what we plant and where we plant, and really is the brains right. for the farming operation. Right. So we're she sort oversees. of a, we're a woman-run farm Love for that. sure. Yeah, awesome. <laughs> we don't have enough women in farming. Yeah. I was say so. that means it's run well. Then yes, it is run well. Yes, <laughs> I didn't say it. There's there's a saying. lot of women that are true. out here volunteering, and it's. It's uh, it's nice to see sort of women running the farm. Yeah, absolutely. It is. So I'm just and whatever so I need. Yeah, whatever you need, just let me know. I'll help you get it. That's my job. And and get you like, guys on the farm. You're a star yeah. husband. Um, but mm-hmm. going back to your mom, nurse mm-hmm. practitioner. Yep. So is that one of your greatest influence for to lead you in the direction of oh, healthy for, eating? For sure. Yeah. Tell I mean, us about her. I grew up in nursing homes and working in assisted living facilities. I mean, she, she would work the night shift and I'd be there, you know, four or five years old, pushing the, the residents around the nursing home. Yes. Yeah, so she was always in home health care. Right. So, yeah. So I've always been sort of in the field or surrounded by caregiving. Yeah. Uh, and then, of course, now my son requires 24 hours right. uh, of care as well. And so really trying to build a community around him. Uh, that supports them uh, and, and starting or, you know, one of the big components being healthy eating, yeah. Yeah. Uh, which yeah. is one of the reasons why sort of leads into one of your other questions of how we got into farming. And mm. it's because we wanted healthy food for ourselves and for our son yeah. Uh, yeah. as sort of his medical diet. I mean, he doesn't take any medication. Uh, we just try to give him the best food that we can. Wow. Mm-hmm. So. That's wow. so big with our food is medicine at the yes. food bank. You know, so food is medicine. Is. So it's very much, you know, he's on no pharmaceutical drugs. Wow. Uh, it's 100% sort of ketogenic diet. And uh, we try to give him everything from the farm. Yeah. Yeah. You know, just to touch on that a little bit, we um, actually had an integrated medicine doctor on one of our podcasts, mm-hmm. and I actually love talking to her, and she's been my phys- physician now for nine months. Mm-hmm. I'm from 10 prescription meds to one. Wow. Very good. <laughs> and it is a That's whole awesome. different <laughs> way of being. Yeah. yeah. Right? It, it is. And, you know, one of our our sort of doctor is Bob Lindy. He's an herbalist, an acupuncturist in, uh, in St. Petersburg. Luckily, I don't have to go see him that much or really ever. And, and then when I do see him, it's usually when he's giving a farm tour on the farm talking about natives and plants and herbal medicine. But, you know, we don't, we don't our doctors on the farm, you know, the pharmacy. Oh, the farm. yeah. Oh, the pharmacy. <laughs> I yeah. actually think uh, one of our food bank partners, like we uh, we call it Food RX, mm-hmm. uh-huh. uh, they use the pharmacy, pharmacy as, their, yeah. as their initiative for healthy eating, which I think is so cool. Um, so a lot of people are moving in this direction. It's, it yes. comes to being, and I hope that's one of our goals today is to really educate people on how important farming is mm-hmm. for our communities, but also for us as individuals. And, and that, you know, I love the word integrated because sometimes you do need medication, mm-hmm. but you should lean into other healthier options mm-hmm. as much as possible, right? Yeah. 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 So we're going back to maybe so Wisconsin. My, yeah, yeah, back to my childhood. Yeah, we got to skip back. We don't, we uh, you know, so totally from, digging the goals and all of that absolutely. on board with you. But, um, uh, uh, you know, we love memories around the table. Like we're around a, a, t- a pop-up table in the yeah. middle of your farm yeah. right now. You know, great it's conversation. not my farm. I mean, it's our the community's farm. Right. farm. The community the co- farm. I'm sorry. We're all volunteers here on the farm. Yeah. So we're 100% volunteer run. Yeah. The so community farm. Yep. So so we're all about what happens around a table. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so do you have, you know, you just said some of your wonderful memories about service, really, uh-huh. and compa- building compassion. Do you have a memory from a kid about being around a table? or? Uh, I mean, my, my grandparents live out in Utah, and they do a lot of um, Dutch oven cooking. So it's yeah. sort of always in my, my family in Utah is uh, Mormon. So there's, you know, I got like... Everybody's related. Oh yeah, uh, <laughs> but we always do this this cooking with the Dutch oven. You know, the cast iron kind of in yeah. the ground, and that's sort of you know the food that I remember from my grandparents cooking. You know, with the coals in the ground, uh, the the potatoes, Ooh, uh, oh, wow. the Dutch oven potatoes. I mean, that that's sort of as far as food uh, and childhood memories around the table. That's always pretty special. But then, sort of in my later adult life, I studied abroad in the Netherlands, and one time I remember being in Italy. 
and seeing it at a hostel and sort of doing a pop-up potluck dinner in Italy, but everybody was from around the world and, and brought a dish to the table. Oh, wow. wow. Uh, was, what, are, what were some of the dishes? I mean, there was people from India in Italy. Uh, there wasn't too many Italians uh, <laughs> because it was a hostel, which kind of caters to travelers, but there oh, were people yeah. from Sweden and Finland and the Netherlands and Spain and Mexico and the United States. So you just have this international melting pot of everybody bringing different dishes oh, to the wow. table and you know, so that's cool. that's always very special but then it's always sort of the question of what's traditional american food you know it's oh, like yeah. oh you know pizza <laughs> pasta it's like yeah. no that actually is here yeah, and no that's that. a you know yeah. clam chowder or uh, biscuits and gravy yeah or, even hamburgers like well that's yeah kind of yeah hamburg. well I mean, argentina or so it's like well actually it's comes from all these other places and we just right. you know, we are the melting all, pot yeah, right, exactly. yeah, right. And, so, it, and food is definitely yep we eat that, that we eat that we eat right. that I could I yeah. could get all these things in my town in Tampa I could get it all yeah not authentic Italian not, you don't but, scare me right. with your dishes so <laughs> those international meals and that's kind of one of our businesses really that we make our living is from St. Petersburg we have an international guest house where we host <laughs> travelers from around the okay. world so it's kind of like it's not a hostel and it's not a bed and breakfast but yeah. uh, it's an international guest house, so that's okay. our our personal business. It's IHOG, uh, International House of Guests, you know. Yeah, <laughs> so that's how we are able to fund our, our volunteer project here on the farm and help right. steward the farm. So it's I always love those international potlucks and international meals. Um, mm-hmm. Last night, our, our whole team went out for Ethiopian food. And, oh, cool. Um, so yeah, it's good to sort of have those the, the experience of international cultures. Uh, and those international meals, because I think that in a lot of other cultures, they take a lot more time to eat and mm. enjoy their food, especially like the Italians and the Spanish mm-hmm. and the French right. and the Mexicans and the Indians, uh, where we're always in a hurry and a rush. And, right. Yeah. Uh, and so we maybe not don't get to enjoy our, our right. food as much. You need to enjoy that special time. Yeah. Yeah. We was like, we got this to do, we got that to do. And so, yeah. Uh, here comes Italian Erica walking by right now. So, <laughs> gonna be working at Pesto Festo. Oh yeah, uh, okay. I'm with the that. last yeah. year she had to call her friend, her her brother, no, your cousin <laughs> from Italy to get our pesto. <laughs> Oh, wow. we, we we called Italy Authentic to get oh. a pesto recipe and a bruschetta <laughs> well, recipe. Well, we're so. actually coming to that, and we're yeah. going to give all the information so anyone in Tampa that's listening to us can actually yeah. attend and support. But tell us about Sweetwater Farm. Yes. Sweetwater you know, so we Farm, we've, yeah. yeah, we've kind of heard like this was just a. Almost, it's it's your upbringing brought you to this space. Mm-hmm. Kind of your mindset. It seems like that that's just who you are. Mm. Yeah, well, living in St. Petersburg, I mean, the, the whole community garden movement uh, in St. Pete kind of got me inspired about local agriculture. Uh, but then really wanting to bring the economics to farming. I mean, I think that's, you know, a lot of community gardens kind of struggle or that's one of the challenges is sort of how do you make a living mm-hmm. uh, doing that? And that's sort of the next step, sort of going into the farming. And so I really love the community garden movement, the Tampa, uh, Tampa Bay Community Garden Coalition. Uh, but for, for me, I wanted to see, you know, how can we create more farmers and really bring the economics to farming? And you know, this farm right here, Sweetwater Organic Community Farm, I mean, next year celebrates 30 years. Man. Uh, this farm has helped to start and sort of catapult many other farmers, mm-hmm. both in the area, in the United States, and around the world, because there's just not that many places where you can go learn how to farm. Yeah. Uh, right. You know, a hands-on learning experience. Um and this farm has helped to start many businesses. You know, Mother Kombucha, which you can buy at Publix, oh, got wow. kind of its start and founding here at the farm and many other businesses as well that we support, you know, whether it's honey or any other products that we sell at the cafe, our Sunday farmer's market with vending, mm. and we can get into that. But really creating a space for uh, a quick startup food-based company you know, 360 Eats, that deals with food waste. I mean, oh, yeah. mm-hmm. providing mm-hmm. providing an outlet for these businesses to get started and, you know, connect them with other partners and, uh, you know, whatever they need, you know, being a resource farm. Yeah. Uh, but but uh, this farm, being 30 years old, has helped to start many other farms, you know, creating an access. I mean, we're an urban farm. We're in an area called Town and Country. We say that we're the last country left in town and country because yeah. everything else has been developed or being developed. And yeah. so there's everything in Florida is kind of 
always under constant development pressure. Yeah. I mean, there's thousands of people moving to Florida every yes. day. We are the hot uh, spot. Yeah. You know, every everybody, all these magazines, you know, Tampa, go to Tampa, go to Tampa. Tampa's well, number one. Yeah. Well, what like, that means <laughs> is, you know, everybody builds up and the land becomes more valuable. And so that puts pressure on the farmers and uh and then, then land really being under pressure for development. So, you know, how do we preserve the sacred places and spaces so that way we have places to grow f- food? And, you know, we're, we have a field trip right now on the farm. I and mean, where can kids go to learn how to farm? Where can farmers or apprentices or youth learn how to farm? Uh, or know where their food comes from. Yeah. Yes. I think yeah, that's create, really important, too. Yeah. yeah. You know, Help cooking them understand. classes. And, you yeah. know, uh, and that's what's great about this farm. Because one of your questions is, you know, what's a day like on the farm? And there really is every day is different mm. on this farm because right. it's a community farm. And the, the, you know, we're always like, well, how, how can the farm serve you? And then how can you serve the farm? And, and every day the farm serves the community in a different way. And the community serves the farm in a different way. And today yeah. you guys are serving the, the community by, you know, spreading the message yeah. and, and yeah. creating <laughs> access. And we're here on the farm growing and, um, but uh, every day is different on the farm. So it's springtime, and it's you said it's in the height of planting, or well, height of we're season. Kind of, I mean, we we are we're past sort of the peak of our growing season. I mean, okay. Florida is very unique because you can grow all year long. For us, our growing season is really like September to May. Okay. That coincides with our farmers market season. Okay. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. October to May. So we're really kind of starting the downward summer. Uh, summer planting, field regeneration, um, preparing really for next season. So a lot of mulch, a lot of compost, and really kind of putting some of the beds to sleep, mm. so to speak. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, heavy rest mulch, rest, yeah, and really let you know let the farm rest, yeah, and, and really build the soil and mm-hmm. you know add the nutrients back in by whether whether we're going to cover crop or put sweet potatoes or whatever farmer Joni decides there she goes walking yeah. to the walking to the field right now she's the she's the, the farmer look. on the she's farm she's got the full overalls yeah. the yeah. woven she, basket she, like yeah. <laughs> boss lady she's she's boss lady yeah. she's in charge that's great i love it i yes, love it yes wife <laughs> <laughs> so um what tell us about some of the crops mm-hmm. i mean so our farm this farm we grow a lot of greens so our salad mixes is really quite popular so we do a lot of uh but we do a lot of greens, a lot of Asian greens, a lot of arugula. I mean, right now we've got a lot of basil in the field because we Yum. have our upcoming pesto, pesto festival yes. coming up. Uh, <laughs> so we try to get as much basil from our field and farm as we can, but it also gets supplemented from Little Pond Farm or Frog Song or Meacham Farm. Those are some other local farms uh, because we can never grow enough food for everybody. I mean, right. it, it really, it, we need more farms. So uh, these other farms, they're... There will never be enough farms in this area to feed everybody. Uh, so having another farm, if you're if you want to start a farm, <laughs> there's plenty of plenty of room. There's yeah. there's right? plenty of space. Yeah. Uh, Bring plenty your green of thumb. growth. Let's do it. Right. Uh, so start your farm now. And you know where to come to learn. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Or go one of the other farms. Absolutely. Or go to Canada. Or you know go travel around the world. Wolfing is right. one of the programs that that we're a part of. Where willing workers on organic farms where you can come and stay on our farm but every country has wolfing and you can go work you know if it's too hot this summer to work in florida go to canada and do wolfing there or go to australia or new zealand and i did wolfing when i was graduated from college in australia and new zealand so my wife did it too so it's sort of a way to get into farming where they provide you housing and uh, food and you get the experience of working and living on somebody else's farm. Is that how you met your wife? No, I met her in St. Pete through the community garden movement and really the international house. She was, (laughs) she was a guest uh, that never left uh, (laughs) to to our house. That's great. Uh, And uh, yeah, so being able to sort of create the space and the place and she came to me. Yeah. That's amazing. So farm, farming even brought you together. Right. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Around the world and then back to St. Pete. Right. <laughs> yeah. We were, and then we were business partners before we, uh, before we got married. So we, okay. we were actually worked together for quite a few years. Yeah. Uh, and then we, and then we had our, our relationship that sort right. of commingled our houses. It blossomed. Wow. Yeah. 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 Um, now the gosh, our, so our many labor. puns we can use today. Yeah. Um, and so tell us about, you guys have your own family. Yep. We've got three kids. Uh, our daughter, our oldest daughter, is at Florida State now. Uh, she's yeah. at uh, high five on that. Yeah, Gnolls. <laughs> All right, yeah, we're, we're in the Knoll family. She went there as a transient student from both 
Hillsborough Community College and St. Pete College. So yeah. we just finally got our acceptance, our full acceptance letter. Awesome. Oh, very uh, cool. For That's her. a party. Yeah. So Such she's going to be doing moment. the uh, the Bachelor of Fine Arts program up okay. in uh, Florida State. And so super excited for her and wh- yeah. whatever directions that, that will send her. And then our 16-year-old who's got cerebral palsy. Um, you know, he did. A, he performed open mic. Uh, I think two Sundays ago. So mm-hmm. he's nonverbal, but he can. You know, a lot, he listens to a lot of Jack Johnson, and uh, okay. he can. Uh, music really is therapy, and yeah. it's really sort of his form of communication. So that's really been inspiring to see that. And then our uh, other son, who's who's fourteen, and actually he he didn't go to school today because it was kind of like a, a holiday. And he, my Joni, my wife, actually he was working on the farm this morning, so uh, it's a family operation. Yeah. It is. Uh, it's community family, but it's I. It's important for him to see his mother leading the farm, yeah. leading all the volunteers, and and him working beside her and picking the the fruits of our labor, yeah. literally, um, and working with the community. So I think that that's and then Hill Sunday. He's, Sunday he's going to be a vendor at the market. So 14, you know, we're trying to teach him entrepreneurship. Right. and uh, He's a vendor at the market. So what the, will be on his table? I'm not sure exactly what he's going to sell, but the deal is food. Okay. So, <laughs> right. Um, it might be popcorn. Last time he made juice. Yeah. But I, it doesn't really matter what he sells. I just want him to sell something. Oh, so something. he just gets right. creative with it. So your youngest, is he the one who's going to kind of carry the family tradition on? <laughs> Do you think? I, I don't want to like, you know... Yeah, weigh him down uh, with it. Trouble with, but does with he seem? Uh, we're just trying to provide him opportunities so that you know he can do whatever he wants to do. Right. Uh, but I do want him to know that he could do his own business or he could go right. work for somebody else. But just having those skills. Juice and really, the, the Sunday oh. Farmer's Market, to be a vendor, it's open to anybody. I mean, there's mm. no cost to be a vendor yeah. at right. the Sunday Farmer's Market. So yeah. you know, we want to provide sort of a no-cost barrier for people to start their own business. Yeah. Wow. Uh, so if you want to start your own business and you want to test the market, come be a Sunday market vendor. <laughs> yeah. Have, actually, we have one of our favorite interviews is with uh, Jim Kovaleski, yeah. the uh, the urban farmer. And, yeah. and Vanessa, our, you know, who used to work with us, mm-hmm. met him here. <laughs> yeah. Well, and he got kind of his start here at Sweetwater. Yeah. So I don't want to say that he learned everything, but yeah. he definitely, you know, Rick Martinez, the founder of the farm, uh, really has educated a lot of farmers. Yeah. And, uh, you know, this is one of the places where Jim kind of got his start and yeah. probably inspiration being around other farmers right. that come to the market and other people that come to the market that then provide you inspiration to, well, can you grow this or can you grow more? Yeah. Uh, you know, <laughs> because it's like we can never grow enough food. Uh, right. So that sort of inspires us to want to grow more. Yeah. But then at some point it's like, we don't want to grow too much because then that puts too much pressure on us, mm. especially because this is not our personal farm. I mean, if this is my private business, we would be operating it differently. But, yeah. you know, we're an education farm and a production farm. And mm. so we have to balance. It's like the kids that are planting. Well, they might step on something that got planted yesterday, but that's OK because we're an education farm. Right. And, They're taking uh, something from it. Regardless. Yeah, and we want to yeah. teach them, you know, you know what happens if they step on a plant, and you know, can the plant recover? Yes, potentially, right. but it just depends on how hard or yeah. at what stage. Yeah. Uh, but if they are also planting, then they're sort of planting the next succession of right. the cycle, the circle of life. And this plant might not make it, but your plant will make it. Yeah. Right. Uh, right. So schools, schools can schedule to come out here and yep. bring their kids. Is there an age? There's not an age limit for anything because I know you have college. No. Yeah, we cater to anyone. Cater to. I mean, our sweet spot typically we get a lot of third and fourth grade schools, but mm-hmm. I mean, we had a lot of homeschool groups, a lot of universities. It just depends. You know, each field trip is kind of catered to each group differently mm-hmm. based on the age. You know, like this Sunday we're doing a soil. Uh, a college level soil class that's different than a third grade yes yeah uh, know your yeah. audience exactly exactly right. and yeah. so we want we'll to make sure that you know we have the right presenter and right. you know the right teacher for those classes right. as well yeah uh, you know Rick Martinez the founder of the farm is teaching the class on Sunday where you know we have oh, volunteers wow. that are leading the field trips that are retired teachers or educators that can come and volunteer and lead the field trips on Wednesday and Friday Man. Uh, so yeah every Sunday there's different classes and workshops, but we do uh, a lot of different tours, and it just depends on who we're 
who we're giving a tour to, right. who's leading the tour, and what we're teaching, yeah. or what we're being taught too, because you know we don't know everything, and so sometimes we get science teachers or other professionals, and they teach us. That's right. the beauty uh, of the right. community. Right. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. You Learn can never know everything about right. all of this. <laughs> right. Uh, you know, when Jim Kovaleski comes on the farm, that's always a real treat because he's he's so knowledgeable about growing vegetables. I mean, that's kind of one of Joni's mentors. Yeah. Uh, wow. And so we we've gotten tools from him. We get our sweet potato starts from him. And oh, cool! That's we've been to his farm in Maine. Yeah. Oh uh, man. So we like to travel and visit other farmers and see what they're doing and kind of mm. learn learn from them. Now that we're kind of in the the farm family. Yeah. <laughs> yeah right. Uh, the farm. We get sort of accepted so <laughs> into the into the farm family around the world. I love so. that. <laughs> that's amazing. So you know. Can an individual or a group of individuals find a way to come and, and learn? I mean, do you have yep. classes open, just open to the public? It's You go to the website. How do people well, come here if they want to learn, even to build a garden in their backyard? Yeah. Well, the best way that, you know, that we teach you or we show you the way that we grow, and that's not the only way to grow. We just show you what works for us. I mean, we do no-till, no tractors by hand. I mean, something you could very easily replicate at your house mm. uh, using a, a very deep mulch system. Uh, you know, the soil in, in Florida is very sandy. You have to add a lot of organic matter. And for us, we start by adding lots of mulch and compost. And one of our partners is the Zoo Tampa or Zoo Tampa at Lowry Park. Mm, yes. Yeah, it's uh, rebranded recently. Yes. Yeah, so, <laughs> yep. so we get like three dump truck loads of compost from the zoo, zoo poo, every week. <laughs> only from the only from the herbivores. But you know, so if you need compost or you need mulch, we have that. Okay. Uh, every Sunday is our volunteer day on the farm. Every Sunday, every Sunday, all year long, unless Sunday was like a Christmas or. Mm-hmm. Uh, but every Sunday is our volunteer day, and so we invite the community to come out and see how we grow, um, and. You know, then that you can take it from there and go visit other farms. Go visit Jim Kovaleski's right. farm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Go visit Meacham Farm and really start to see what everybody else is doing to get your own understanding. But it depends if you live at home or you live in an apartment. You know, mm-hmm. that's you're not going to be doing a deep mulch system if you live in a third story apartment. <laughs> you're going to be doing a container garden or some sort of tower garden. Yeah. Um, yeah. But come see how we grow every Sunday, Volunteer Day. If you're a group, you could come on Sunday as well or we could set up a Wednesday or Friday maybe we're going to have your team yeah come, uh, yes. I'm really excited about that yeah idea. no we're get definitely doing that arm. Yeah. get your yeah. hands dirty at least the comms team <laughs> yeah. for sure right. get yeah. all those computer guys the computer women <laughs> they would love see, that see whose hands are the right. dirtiest <laughs> Get you know, who's D. got who's got the art skills, the construction <laughs> skills? We're gonna rebuild this farm in one day yes. with the feeding Tampa Bay team. That's fantastic. Yeah. yeah. And that's so that's what happens <laughs> too, in. because every day the farm transforms as well because of the volunteers and you know the kids planting. And so it's it's just sort of this successive growth. Yeah. You know, and we're just compounding and just building and building and building, building the soil and mm. we just keep growing. Yeah. We yeah. we can relate to that in food banking, the volunteers. Like yeah, we couldn't we do couldn't without do yeah. without we're the volunteers. I mean, we're a hundred percent volunteer run. We hope to not. You know, we're getting our plan is to not be like that forever. I mean, that's why we're building the cafe and the co-op grocery store mm. and the farm school and the the campground, which is really in, in progress oh. to build wow. the campground on wow. the farm across the creek. So that way we can house more interns and apprentices, uh, more volunteers, and then also just bring more revenue to the farm that people just want to come stay on the farm yeah. uh, and have no commitment versus right. other people that want to come and volunteer and do 10 hours or something, you know, some sort of work trade. Yeah. Uh, so building a small educational campground, the Boy Scouts, the Girl Scouts, we're an urban farm. So most kids in the urban environment, I mean, I don't know if I could say most kids, but a lot of kids that, that are in the urban environment don't get experience camping. Yeah. Right. So, and I know that we talked about camping earlier, right. <laughs> but this campground you could take the bus to uh, because we're in the urban environment. And, you know, you if you didn't have... If you didn't like it, you could take the bus home right. or something. Right. Uh, uh, and then we'll, an we'll all build some shelters, and, yeah. and that will evolve as well because then we'll get be getting into sustainable home building mm. uh, right. on the farm and different types of building materials and partnering with different types of businesses to showcase different types of 
building materials and technology so we can teach right. sustainable living at the same same time as sustainable growing and yeah. sustainable eating and really and kind of expand on the holistic uh, bigger picture of yeah. mixing you know it's really your your housing your food your community and right. sharing resources right. and all of that together so and you were saying I think just before we started recording about you know the kind of importance of having that sort of self-sufficiency when things do break down like we've had a lot of supply chain issues in recent years mm-hmm. and stuff and like how if you just not to necessarily com- you know completely leave all that behind but if you know how to do that for yourself it's it's pretty important right yeah and being self-sufficient mm-hmm. it is one thing, but you know, if there was more farmers, then we we would be interdependent. Mm-hmm. We would be interdependent on our neighbors. I mean, that's like not everybody needs all the equipment to run a farm. If yeah. we're able, because we don't use the equipment all the time, if we're able to share those resources, right. um, then we're going to be able to to lower our operating costs. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're going to be able to. Uh, to spend more time doing what it is that we can do to serve the community because we're not trying to all buy the same thing that we only use a little bit. I mean, really being able to share that knowledge. I mean, I don't know what you know and you don't know what I know, but Mm. if we can share that knowledge, that's going to speed up our learning curve. And that's the value of having more farmers that are doing, you know, regenerative agriculture or small scale agriculture in sort of similar spots. Um, and that sort of helps to have a resilient community. Yeah. Uh, and so that's really what we what we want and need is more local farmers because then that makes, you know, if we have more Jim Kovaleskis, <laughs> you know, Jim Kovaleskis great, but imagine if we had 10 oh, Jim Kovaleskis yeah. or 20 or 30, yeah. uh, and then you'd be talking about feeding Tampa Bay. Yeah, wow, mm. wow. Wow, <laughs> woof, okay. That's phenomenal. <laughs> um. Locally, I mean, the, we would, the right. food would be here. But yes. that would share the yes. Multiple communities like that yeah. kind of spread yes. out. Yeah. yeah. And they could, you know, they're very different models for profit, non profit, education. Yeah. I mean, bring it all. But, right. you know, whatever, you know, whatever we start, it would be my goal or mission. You know, like if we're going to start growing here, always we're growing here. Yeah. So, you know, right. let's not start growing here and then decide we're going to move over here. It's like, no, <laughs> once we start building the soil, Let's keep the soil. Right. You know, go right. build somewhere else. This is farming. <laughs> this one has <is> started. <laughs> so, you know, that's one of the reasons why we saved the farm. I mean, the, the farm had 25-year history, and, you know, the thought that this farm would be developed and we would lose that organic soil. I mean, our culture, we don't know how to value soil, and we don't know how to value good soil. I mean, so best use, you know, some developer, I could build 30 apartment buildings. Yeah, but is that really the best use? Yeah. Right, you know, yeah. right. And what about the worms? What about the 30 years of organic soil? What right. what kind of value yeah. do you place on that? Man. Right. Um, and so we kind of need to, we've, we've gotten so disconnected from the farming culture and, you know, farming just relationship that we kind of need to relearn all of that. And, you know, we need to place value back into soil yeah. and good soil right. and yeah. rebuild the soil. Right. So. It's not just dirt. It's 30 years of work. Yeah. You know, yeah. you know with <laughs> yeah. soil because dirt is dead. <laughs> yeah. Soil's alive. Yeah. And so, um, okay. so that's sort of, you know, what we're trying to do. One of our m- multiple missions is to kind of bring the value back to the soil right. and, you know, protect this farm, preserve this farm forever. But what about the next farm? What about, you know, South Tampa farm? What about Meacham right. farm? Mm-hmm. You know, the community gardens, you know, community gardens, same thing. I mean, once it's a community garden, it should never, you know, it should never be anything else. Yeah. Because yeah. of all the people that volunteered, the time and energy, blood, sweat, and tears. Mm. I mean, you owe it to the community to keep it a community garden. Right. You owe it to the, you know, the the soil to keep it a farm. Yeah. Right. So. Yeah. So tell us a little bit. Of, you know, we've mentioned a few times there was a transition. Uh-huh. So this was a private farm that now became a community. No, it, it was a nonprofit farm even before we took okay. over. Mm. It's just that. You, with farming and a non, so you've got nonprofits are kind of challenging to run, and then you add farming, which is a whole other yeah. challenge. Mm. So then you've got nonprofit farming. I mean, farming is an entrepreneur kind of activity. I mean, you, you have to know many different things to be able to run a farm fix right. a tractor, irrigation, weather, mm-hmm. pests. Uh, farmers are geniuses. Yeah. I mean, they have mm-hmm. to know so many different things. Um, and so, what's the challenge is having a nonprofit board run. Uh, an entrepreneur kind of driven uh, entity. And I think with our challenge is that we don't have a lot of farmer farming experience in our area to really kind of draw from. Like, you know, if you're in Wisconsin, I could go to 
a hundred different farms. You know, in Florida, we don't have a lot of mentors. Uh, we don't have a lot of associations and organi- organizations that are doing farming classes and workshops and events. And so really having a board on a farm, really the board didn't have much farming experience. So if okay. the farmer's in trouble, who are they going to go to for, for experience? And, you know, it's the same thing, you know, how does the board keep the farmer in check and balance if the fa- right if they don't know if they don't have any experience. which is important about having a board mm-hmm. an experienced yeah. understanding board of directors they can have other things but they kind of need to understand what's going on in the they have to understand farming yeah. Uh, yeah right and so you know they're good at fundraising they're good at events yeah. but you know if we're an educational farm we have to be good at farming yeah, yeah. and yeah. so that's sort of was the challenge I think before us and you know Rick the founder of the farm excellent farmer but once he sort of kind of stepped out of the picture. They lost that that knowledge. Oh, and Rick's gotcha. still around, but he just he's retired. He didn't yeah, have he's the teaching time. this I mean, weekend. Right. He did his yeah. time. He did his service. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and so we just need more farmers yeah. to be able. So I think that that was one of the challenges. I mean, okay. I can't speak to all the challenges of the organization before us, um, but from my personal experience, I would see that, uh, and I experienced that when we took over. It's like okay, we saved the farm. We raised a hundred thousand dollars in four days wow. to kind of save the farm. Okay, now we have to learn how to operate the yeah. farm. Right. And so that's when we moved our family to the farm uh, just before COVID, and we kind of lived on the farm for two years in COVID because before that there were staff. Well, now we we couldn't pay for staff. We right. didn't have a budget, yeah. and we have to sort of go to scratch. We yeah. have to learn all the way. Yeah. You know, we sold the tractor to save the farm. Mm. You know, we have to we had to give up wow. some of the fields, uh, and we just have to do it by hand. Yeah. So yeah. we have to completely start from, you know, seed. Mm. Right. Man, what a uh, metaphor for you know for like a, a rebirth of the farm. You know, like, right? <laughs> yeah, and really, you know, putting the putting. You know, putting the pressure back on the community. If this is a community farm, does the community want to save the farm? And mm-hmm. that's what we did. I mean, mm-hmm. the community, the the farm didn't have a chance to save itself. And that's what we did. We said, okay, well, you know, this is not our personal farm. If the community wants to save the farm, we'll lead that and we'll see if the community catches us. And they did. We yeah. raised that money very quickly. And so that's where we sort of started over and and, and tried to get the community back involved as much as, as we can. I mean, mm-hmm. not tried. We opened the doors. Mm-hmm. How can this farm serve you? Right. And uh, let's just try to do as many different things every day and see what sticks. And that's what we were just doing, everything. <laughs> um, and now we've got to a point where okay, field trips are working. Right. Uh, the farmer's yeah. market is working. We're not doing quite everything, uh, but we're doing a lot of things we have better. Big plans. And well, yeah. You know, we would do... You know, how can we have the farmer's market every day on the farm? Well, that's why we have the cafe and the co-op grocery store. It's not open Mm. every day yet, uh, but that's the goal. So that way we can have a farmer's market every day on the farm. That's exciting. (laughs) Um, And then we can carry other farmer's products. And what are we going to do in the summer? We'll supply, get supplied from other farmers in other areas that don't have a farmer's market on the farm. Right. Um, Can keep them going and help them. Yeah, and keep our customers, yeah. too. So it's yeah. like they become dependent on us for, for food. Yeah. We want to be able to keep supplying them, for too. Sure. So sort of balancing, you know, we are a nonprofit educational farm, but we want to make sure that we continue our service and, and continue to serve as much as we can yes. in whatever way we can. So, so yeah. you've kind of touched on how um, financially, the farm is supported. A little more detail on that. Like I yeah, know we, so we, we're going to talk about a fundraiser, but yep. and the you know the farm was how are you bringing funds in? Tons of volunteers, but it yep. still needs a little bit of funding. Yeah, I mean, so in we there. have our you know we grow the produce on the farm, uh, and then we sell it at the Sunday farmers market. Okay, uh, so that's open to the public every Sunday. You can come purchase what we have only on Sunday, only twelve to three. Okay. Um, but then, you know, in individuals that have SNAP and EBT benefits yes. can come and purchase on the farm. And uh, right now it's an unlimited match up to $40. That's wow. So you could come use your card. I mean, just like you're purchasing groceries at other places. But here, if you come use your card and you, you swipe it for $10, $20, $30, I mean, you could swipe it for more than $40, but up to $40 is an unlimited match. Mm. Um, wow. And so that's a that's a huge benefit for, it for individuals that have SNAP and EBT benefits. Yeah, yeah. And you can use it to buy our produce. You can use it to buy whole bean coffee, mm-hmm. bread, meat, eggs, yeah. uh, seeds, fruit trees, oh, uh, plants. 
You can use your EBT benefits to buy, you know, start your own garden. Yeah. Right. Uh, start yeah. plant free, uh, buy fruit trees. Right. right. You know, build your own food forest. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and be taught how to do that here. Well, because right. you can come and you can talk with the different yeah. farmers. I mean, we're one of the vendors, but there are multiple other vendors as well. Mm-hmm. So you can learn it from us or you can learn it from a different farmer, a different farmer, a different farmer, and kind of compare and contrast how everybody does it differently. Right. Um, so that's a huge benefit. That's one of the ways that we make that, you know, we're able to support the farm financially is through the farmer's market field trips. Um, they do pay depending on what kind of, uh, institution or school they are, mm-hmm. you know, title ones, I think are $4 and 50 cents. And so it, it's sort yeah. of a scale, right? Uh, so field trips, um, we sell things at the cafe. I mean, we sell honey and coffee and uh, bread, and we're hoping to be able to sell one soup, one salad, one sandwich, and one smoothie uh, in the near future. Uh, so we you'll do, have that of the day. Of the d- yeah, we're pretty much. like seasonal. Mm-hmm. You know? Gotcha. I mean, we're gonna once we have kale, we kind of have kale for a while. So, <laughs> oh kale, yeah, oh kale, yeah. So uh, you'll be, be kale for everything, kale That's for great. life. Yeah, yeah. Uh, kale for all, kale for president. Uh, and then uh, so we have the the cafe, and hopefully that'll be a, a a bigger generator in the future. I mean, the campground's kind of one of our next big uh, plans for. Mm-hmm. You know, we're already in that process with the camp or with the county to get the campground done. We do some farm-to-table dinners. Yeah, like Pesto Festo. Yes. Pesto, Pesto. So really quick, tell us about Pesto Festo. Well, it's the 29th annual Pesto Festo. Oh, so cool. it's been around a lot longer than I have wow. and almost you know 30 years next year for the farm. So it's been around basically the history of the farm. Mm-hmm. So I'm sure a lot of people have been here. But uh, three bands, pizza, pasta, pesto. There's gluten-free options. There's vegan options. We're going to have uh, an Italian chef, chemist, cooking the pizza. Uh, it's a celebration. It's a sort of our end of the season celebration but it's also a fundraiser to get us to the next season yeah so we want to celebrate this season but we also want to make sure that there's another season right and another season so it's really about making sure that uh, we get to the next season and really putting together continuing to put together the pieces to preserve this farm forever Mm -hmm. uh you know building the forever farm path people can buy a brick you know the county is one of our big partners they're nice. working with us to help put the farm into a land trust and kind of steward this farm forever. So that way, you know, it has a mortgage. Um, once the farm is debt free, then it's really ensured that it's always going to be a farm and it's always here right. uh, and it's really preserved forever. So that's our goal and that's our mission. And not only to preserve this farm, but other farms as well. Mm-hmm. Um, so Pesto Festo, we do farm to table dinners. The farm is available for rent if people want to use the farm. So we've done weddings, birthday parties, yeah. uh, celebrations of life. So the farm is available for the public, depending on what date they want. Uh, I mean, we're doing a birthday party next weekend on the farm. Oh, wow. Uh, we do, you know, donations. I mean, different nonprofits and other organizations donate funds to the farm. Mm-hmm. Uh, we've gotten funds from the Community Foundation of Tampa Bay, mm-hmm. City Group, Hertz, uh, so donations, we do receive donations. We are a 501c3 tax uh, donation. We got the pizza oven donated yeah. right over there. Yeah, so. that's an incredible pizza oven. That's and really so that's cool. sort of a good donation because it's a donation that then sort of you know we can continue to compound yeah. and you know right. really upgrade the infrastructure of the farm that makes the farm more financially self-sufficient. Right. So that's right. you know with the county we put a new metal roof, we put solar panels that reduces our our energy bill. That's mm. a sort right. of a a self-sustaining investment in the farm yeah. that really helps to to ensure the long-term financial stability of the farm. Those are good investments into the farm. Yeah. Um, what we want now or need or our ask is for an electric tractor. Oh, cool. Uh, you know, we've got the solar panel, so we are trying to raise money for an electric tractor so we could grow more food, but also have an educational tractor to be able to demonstrate to the kids, charge with our solar panels. Right. Uh, yeah. And be very easy to maintain because there's not that many mechanical parts. Yeah. So yeah. Uh, part of the Pesto Festo is to raise right. money for an electric tractor. I didn't know such a thing existed until just yeah, now. Just now. <laughs> yeah. Well, yes, an electric tractor comes out of California, and then mm-hmm. for us, it would be a solar electric because we already wow. have the solar. Yeah. So, uh, wow. <laughs> okay. And we have a couple of Airbnb residences on the farm, so people can come and experience mm-hmm. staying and on stay the farm. And stay on the farm. So, man. Because we're not, because we're volunteer run right now, I mean, our costs are pretty low, but mm-hmm. that volu- 100% volunteer run model, as we continue to grow, that's not self-sustaining, and so we need to pay off the farm debt, 
preserve it forever, finish building the campground, get the cafe and the co-op grocery store okay. up and running, and then we'll be able to have more staff Short list. on the farm. Not too many. Yeah. So, uh, <laughs> farm school. But doable, yeah. Um, <laughs> what's your timeline on that? Your well, goal? I mean, the, the cafe is open now every Sunday. Mm -hmm. uh, I think in the fall we'll expand it to Wednesday, Friday, Sunday. Okay. Uh, with the campground, I hope that that will be open in 2024. So I'll say spring of 2024. Mm -hmm. But you just never know with permitting and yeah. Uh, yeah, permitting. We'll leave it at that. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so I think those two things and the field trips, it's, you know, we're kind of coming to the end of this field trip season, but just getting the schools signed up for next year. I mean, we've had a lot of issues with either buses mm. or teachers uh, or, let's see, budgets. Budgets, teachers, and buses. Yeah. You know, so right. one of those three kind of is a combination of schools, you know, right. that, that maybe they can't come to the farm. Yeah. Um, but we don't want it to be because of a budget. Yeah. So if a, t if a school right. can't come to the farm because budget, then we'll take them for you know for free. Right. Yeah. They, it's a conversation right. just yeah. to be able yeah. to get the, the kids out. No here. school is is not coming to the farm because of a budget. So it's really a teacher, the really the staff or the bus. Yeah. Yeah. And there's a you know there's a bus driver shortage and there's really staff shortages in the, right. in the schools. So right. That a makes it a challenge. On. Yeah. Uh, for for field trips and things like that. But mm. I mean that's that's kind of how the farm supports itself. Yeah. And so if we can grow more food, but really having a team, if w once we get the team in place, a kind of a paid staff team, then we'll really be able to, to scale up our production. But yeah. right now I don't want to put too much pressure. We don't want to put too much pressure on the fields. Mm. So it's sort of a balance of not growing too much yeah. with our volunteer staff. <laughs> uh, so it's sort of a, a, a fine kind of a, line. Yeah, there's like a delicate walk, balance everywhere we here. We want to grow more, but then we want to make sure that we've got the volunteers to right. manage the fields. Mm -hmm. Right. Uh, mm -hmm. And make sure that we have the volunteers to manage the field trips because that's first. So yeah. if we had, a, you know, if there's a, a sort of a, a choice between a field trip and farm work, then the field trip takes priority over the farm right. work. Interesting. Right. Okay. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Because we're an education, education. farm first. Yeah. Yes. Whereas if it was a for-profit farm, psh, they'd be <laughs> yeah. canceling the field trip and they'd be planting the tomatoes. Yeah. Right. Uh, yeah. But we'll try to use the kids to plant the tomatoes <laughs> or, uh, you know, or, or put like a, a volunteer drive. But maybe feeding Tampa Bay, they're going to come in, they're going to solve all right. our problems. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> plant the whole new Field, and they're going to bring us a brand new electric tractor and oh, pay off the Thomas farm. Thomas Mans, listen in. Yeah. Uh, yeah. That's great. So, thank you. Thank you. Miracle thank you workers. Miracle workers. Miracles do happen. Absolutely. Miracles do happen. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, Thomas is like, eh. Um, or Ethan, the development team is like, oh. Yeah. Um, it takes a village. It does. It, it, well, it does. that is very, very true. Yes. And um, I know you guys, um, I kind of saw on your website website, which we'll make sure that there's a link for yeah. your website here um, so that people can know more about everything that you offer. But it's you also, yeah, I mean, we do, we do a, a lot, lot because uh, you also sell seeds. We do. Well, we, we give it, we give away, give away a lot of seeds. I mean, okay. we go to the cafe now, we have a, a whole seed bank and, you know, seed library. Oh, wow. So yeah. we give, I mean, especially if it's like a community garden or uh, a school, I mean, we gave eggs to a school that wants to incubate them to have their own chickens. Mm -hmm. I mean, we it depends on what kind of entity right. or individual. But, yeah, we've got seeds, I guess, probably more just give us a donation if you were just right. starting and them for your own home garden. But we don't really sell the seeds. Oh, okay. Uh, but so we they, have them available. Yeah, yeah okay. they're a gift. Yeah. They're a gift uh, to get started. they're probably started. a gift to us uh, through some sort of entity. So unless, you know, I mean, you have to talk to Farmer Joni. I don't want to speak for her because she manages the seeds. But I know we have yeah, a lot of seeds. Yeah, I think I saw seeds. a video where she's cultivating the seeds. Yeah, and, so um, I guess it depends on what seeds yeah, you're, you're exactly what's available. Trying, and what you're asking for. But I mean, we have a lot of seeds. Yeah. Okay. Uh, but, I mean, yeah. if we... If it's about our tomato starts or something like that, I mean, we always have sort of extras. You just got to come talk to Farmer Joni. Right. I don't want to say on. yes to anything. I'll be I'll be in trouble. Uh, <laughs> Smart man. I'm, not, I'm in the office. I'm not outside. You know, in the fields. Joni right. manages all of that. Yeah. So. She takes she, care of it. Yeah. yeah. She's, so if, she's if, the head farmer. So, with Joni not sitting with us right now, so if a, a listener that is in Florida, because uh -huh. we have listeners who really aren't and they need to seek out this kind of opportunity in their community, um, what are the best things to start your own garden? Like we were talking, I started my own, but I, I've placed them in pots, so I'm kind of um, 
I have my own soil. I'm not, you know, doing anything with the land, mostly yeah. because my little puppy will eat it all. But <laughs> um, so I've listed it. Like, give some advice to folks who might want to start gardening, but haven't yet. They just need that little nudge that it's possible. Hmm. Well, I guess it depends on how much time you want to put into it and where, what kind of uh, conditions you have, you know, where you live. I mean... We were talking about it early. I mean, we've got pineapple growing right over yeah, here. Yeah, you just put it in there. <laughs> so if you want to, like, plant something and forget about it, yeah. I mean, you know, I would go something more native. Uh-huh. Uh, you know, native elderberry, native coffee. I mean, papayas are, are easy. Bananas, if you've got a spot in your yard that's collecting yes, a lot of that. water <laughs> near a rain spout, I mean, put a put a banana there. Yep. Uh, as long as it depends on what part of Florida, because if it freezes, I mean, this area uh-huh. is, is fine. But if you're further north... You're going to be in trouble maybe with the tropical stuff. So it depends on where you are in Florida. Uh, but but something like a banana or a papaya. Tomatoes uh, yeah. are really easy to grow. I mean, I would go, probably go more like lettuce, uh, like a mizuna. Um, you know, mulching your yard would be a good, good start, but probably more of like a green. I mean, we grow a lot of arugula, um, kale, collards. Mm. And I would say that those are easier than tomatoes. Mm. Really? Um, I mean, tomatoes are susceptible to frost. Like, we lost a lot of our tomatoes this year because it was cold for, we had like a five-day stretch uh, of below freezing. Right. But, like, if you have a container garden, which I guess is what mine qualifies, even though it's a bunch, you cover them, right? You just have to make sure. Yeah, you just have to cover them. So, how much work? You have to cover the babies. For somebody like him who wants low maintenance, he doesn't want to be worried about what the temperature is at 30 degrees. Well, but, I mean, it's almost common. Common sense, to be honest with you. Like, if, mm-hmm. if it would be too cold for you to go outside, it's too cold for the things, the living things. Mm. But the lettuces, I mean, yard. those things get sweeter with cold. I mean, really? so there are things that, that don't mind uh, sort of a, a frost or a freeze, and yeah. it might taste sweeter That's awesome. because of it. Because, you know, the, yeah. <laughs> Learning already. I literally have been here I don't know all the science yeah. of that. We can get right. some science teacher to, to yeah, tell us all that. Yeah, that'll be another show is yeah. the expert on that, on how to but get, because I just planted collards. It does make it sweeter. Yeah. Yeah. Um, permafrost. That's cool. So, <laughs> but uh, yeah. going going native, starting small, like you were saying earlier, starting small, and, mm-hmm. and go connect with the community gardens. I mean, the community right. gardens, your local community garden, is a great resource uh, to learn about what's growing what grows well in your neighborhood and those community gardeners are, are experts as well yeah, yeah. I mean, they could be running the farm but they choose to have their <laughs> their small plots yeah right but yeah. i mean they have a lot of knowledge you know right. jim kobaleski youtube Man. uh Knows everything. <laughs> you know meacham farm little pond farm you know go to your local farmer's market meet mm. your farmers mm-hmm. uh frog song gainesville i mean there's a lot of good farmers in florida but we could we need more yeah right you know if we could just get like one out of every hundred of these people that are moving to Florida as a farmer, we'd be doing pretty good. That doesn't sound too. I feel like I feel like I feel like we do that. I feel like we can manage that. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Considering <laughs> how many to, are coming into our they just uh, got to be able yeah. to have Community. access to land. Yeah, uh, true. Yeah. So that's going to be their barrier. Yeah. Um, but you know, I want to explain for our viewer and our listener that we are in. The viewer can see the gorgeous space that we're sitting in. Yeah. But this literally is less than a mile from one of our major roads. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And oh, if you've ever yeah. been to a Bucks game, it's five <laughs> minutes away. I have to be completely transparent. Did not know this was here. Yeah, I am fascinated I mean, and is awe. Two blocks. I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah it's like two blocks away is a four-lane highway, yep. and I'm all I'm hearing. I'm hearing yeah. birds and I'm hearing kids laughing yep. because they're having a great time. There's literally butterflies flying around. Us yes, right now. like around our heads. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah we butterflies, have, we have pollinators to you. Yep. Butterflies to us. <laughs> <laughs> We got beehives on the farm. You know, we have honey that we sell on the farm, but that's another I'm going to get some of that honey before. That, that sells. So that's really the farm is, you know, we want to be able to stack functions where if you've got a business that, that can operate on the farm or, you know, Join in conjunction us. with the farm, yeah. you know, where we don't have to have more work. Like, I like bees, uh, but I don't want to manage the bees. Yeah. So we have a beekeeper. It's a their business. Yeah. They right. manage the bees. Gotcha, and so, you give let them. If you want to start a pizza business and do pizza nights on the farm? Yes. I support that. We've got two pizza wow. ovens. Wow, <laughs> uh, amazing! You want to do ovens. pizza classes? You want to do workshops? You want to do an event? You know, let us know how the farm Let's can serve you. Let's talk about it. Um, and I would like to take your class, but that doesn't mean I don't, I don't want to start your business. <laughs> right. You, know, you start your business on the right. farm. You We're know, here for uh, you, community basically. Community infrastructure. Yes. Right. Community infrastructure. I love that. Yes. Yeah. So, 
So we've had a great time. We've had a beautiful Friday afternoon yeah, um, being with you. Thirsty. We got to go get a kombucha or something. Yeah. I know, right? Now we're going to go for our personal <laughs> tour after. Yeah. We got to have our um, farm salad. I see Farmer Joni. Yes. She's harvested something. Oh, amazing. You know, so we have we have our farm We're getting lunch, all getting the treats with the team. You know, we have our smoothie, our, our juice, and our soup, and our farm salad uh, at 1 o'clock. So. Perfect. So... <laughs> That's why we're closing out because we've got things to farm do lunch. away from this. Yeah. We've got lunch. farm yeah. stuff to yeah. do. Lunch is um, on us today. Aww. Awesome. I love it. We grew but, it ourselves. Yeah, that's how you know it's fresh. It was Which, came you out know, farm we to table. Farm to table. Right, here's the table. It, there's nothing more, um, you know, you know, before we go, and, and there's another fun question we want to ask you, but, you know, I want to encourage folks to give it a try. You know, there's nothing more fun and satisfying than when you make your own salad yeah. from your container garden or because yeah. you've cultivated your soil or wh- however it is that you've brought this healthy food into your home it's such a prideful moment mm-hmm. even if it's the tiniest little strawberry that made me happy mm-hmm. so I want to <laughs> encourage people to do that um, try it yeah. you think you might not be able to but just pay attention try it Google visit your community farms uh-huh. reach yeah. out to folks because it is possible and I promise you I would have never thought I would be growing vegetables in my yard, and I am. So, and I'm yeah. really proud of them. It's the appreciation. Yeah. You have a sort of a newfound appreciation for where your food's coming from yes. and who grows your food. Yes. And then you start to care a little bit more about, you know, that strawberry. Is it organic? Well, you know, right. Did it? Do I know the farmer? Do I have right. a relationship? Because then, you know, if I have a choice between going to a local farmer's market and buying strawberries or buying strawberries that came from Chile, well, that yes. can start to be yeah. an easy choice for you. Yes. Right. Uh, yes. You know, and take and the local. And there's a flavor difference. Yes. And there's, you know, when was it picked? When? How long yes. has it been traveling or stored? And, yes. You know, how, how? what's the real cost of that strawberry that came from Chile versus yeah. came from Tampa Bay? Right. Uh, right. And where, you know, where do we want to keep our money? You know, the farmer that grew the strawberry right. in Tampa Bay, he's feeding his family that lives in Tampa Bay. Right. Be so a good keeping, neighbor. Keeping the money in our community. Yep. Absolutely. So, yeah, yeah, it's kind of yeah. keep your eyes open and be a good neighbor. It's mm-hmm. kind of what both of us do in our work, right? Yeah. Um, so finally, we want to have some fun. We ask this at the end of every show. Yeah. <laughs> you have, you're at a picnic table out here. You yeah. can invite anyone you want in the world. It can be someone who's here with us. It could be uh-huh. someone in the past. Um, it could be someone super fun. We've had some really crazy answers. <laughs> who's coming to your table? How, how many people do I get? Three. How, how big is the table? Oh, oh yeah. Three. Unfortunately, this three. is a four-person table. You're one of them. A one, one yep. and then so I get three, three other people? Correct. Three other people. Who are yeah. you, you bringing? Uh, better bring my wife. <laughs> yeah, Barbara well, Joni. She's so important. My wife. Um, then I'll bring um, Wendell Berry. Okay. Okay. Uh, and I'll bring and, and who's Wendell Berry? I'm sorry. Wendell Berry is a he's he's a farmer. He lives in Kentucky. He's an activist. He's a writer. He's a poet. Uh, his father was a state senator. I mean, he's probably one of the most well-known uh, agrarian uh, writers about you know, the sort of the the demise of an of the the agricultural system in the United States and okay. sort of the devaluation of farming. But really he's also the inspiration I was for say, a bunch of people getting yeah. into farming. Yeah. I mean he's written yeah. hundreds of books. Um, so Wendell okay. Berry would be w- would be one and then probably uh, John Martin. John Martin Fortier. He wrote the book called The The Market Gardener and that was one of the first books that somebody gave us when we took over this farm. And he has a farm in Canada and he's kind of uh, helping with the resurgence as well. So sort of okay. Wendell Berry on the education side, yes. an activist and generationally, you know, old elder farmer, but then John Martin's kind of the new age market gardener farmer. So really kind of the entrepreneur farming of how can you make a living with one acre of land, mm. you know, really wow. kind of, you know, one of the inspirations or mentors for Probably, I mean, John, Jim Kovaleski knows John Martin. Oh, okay. uh, Joe and Travis at Meacham Farm know know John Martin. So yeah. if you want to get into farming as a profession, as a career, John Martin is um, a good resource for that. So it yeah. sounds like some pretty amazing conversation yeah, and learning experiences yeah. from each other, right? Yeah, yeah I mean, around I mean, that Wendell table. Berry right. really has been heavily invested in the United States with preserving farmland. Gotcha. I mean, so there's you know there's about. We know that we should preserve the forest and we should prefer, we want to pre- preserve soil and, and water, but really good farmland is, mm. is something that we need to, you know, put a, a, a heavier focus on right. too. 
and save it. Especially before in Florida. It's I mean, built. Yes. Yeah, there's uh, not a lot to start with. Yes. <laughs> yes. Yeah, well, yes. that's really the challenge with Florida is that Florida never really had a family farm culture. I mean, mm. most of the family, I mean, most of the farming in Florida is big ag mm. with cattle or oranges or sugar. I mean, we never really had a, a farm family culture to start with. Yeah. Uh, right. Florida was developed later on in history, right? Um, and most of the the landowners owned large pieces of land. Mm-hmm. And so, how does a you know we sort of need to go back to getting this big pieces of land and, and making it small for small farmers to to get started. So it's right. but yeah. the, the price of land is pretty high. So, so last question: What's Miss Joni serving? At the table. <laughs> well, I know we're going to have a farm fresh salad today. Yes. <laughs> um, and then we're going to have a seasonal soup with all those vegetables as well. Yum. And then I know we've got a carrot juice. Um, and then Ooh. we're going to have a seasonal smoothie. There you go. So for dessert so with a little good. of that honey uh, and in it's, it. You know, we wanna, and we want to try to, you know, that's farm to table is kind of a little, it could be kind of bougie or sort of expensive. And, you know, we want to make our soup five dollars we want to make the right you know so accessible right uh so that way you can i mean where can you go for a a fresh organic smoothie for five bucks or a a farm table soup (laughs) i mean so that's sort of uh you know so that's the kind of the next experience that we want to be able to offer but it's a little bit of it one of our challenges is that it's not for profit so we're not open every day we're not a starbucks yeah so it's a sort of a slow growth slow small solutions it makes it even more very special. yes it does very thought out mm-hmm. and uh i want to thank you for giving us your yeah, time thank you you know uh sweetwater farms and feeding tampa bay have sweetwater a lot of organic community farm got it got it sweetwater organic sweetwater community farm. organic community farm and feeding tampa bay have a lot of a lot of things in common. We want to yeah. make sure there's food on the table. Uh, at Feeding Tampa Bay, we help council folks to sign up for SNAP so they can have EBT to make sure. We want them to try community mm-hmm. gardens and that be their source because of how much they can put on their table that's healthy. Yeah, supplement. Um, I mean, even if they're getting we a just, little bit, you know, yeah. starting with something on the table that came from somewhere local, and yeah. maybe you had a hand in it. Right. Yes, we also, want, right, yeah. we also want our listeners, <laughs> our viewers, hands. to listen to support their own community, their community farms. Uh, they're community farmers. Um, mm-hmm. So there's a lot uh, for us to get to work on. And the great thing is that we're all aligned on the same mission. And we look forward to coming looks to your exciting. event. It looks yeah. exciting. Yeah, yeah our event is Pesto Festo, April 15th. Only, I mean, it's two weeks away, pretty right. much. 15, right. 15, yeah. 16 days. So. Okay, and we're going to close out. If you don't live in Tampa Bay and you're listening to us, you know, seek out your community, community farm yeah. community farm farmers yeah. market farmers yeah support yeah. your farmers market it's really better for you and your budget yes. i've honestly i'm 55 and i just learned how important that is so yeah. You guys in your area, seek out what you've been hearing. Right. And thank you again for joining Stick Fork in it. Yeah. yeah. You go to the end, if you go to the farmer's market at the end, you might get a better deal too. Oh, it's so at like you, the end of the day. Timing. Yeah. Because oh, the farmer doesn't, want to, farmer doesn't want to take it home. I mean, so you might be able right. to make even a, a, a sweeter deal at the, at the end of the market. <laughs> and on that, folks, we're out. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you can learn more about Feeding Tampa Bay and how to join the movement at feedingtampabay.org. You can also follow us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, LinkedIn, YouTube, and TikTok at Feeding Tampa Bay. <laughs>